Hey everyone, I'm Annika and this is the Tried and Truth Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Tried and Truth Podcast. This is the best of 2022. And it is really hard to capture so many incredible conversations filled with truths and takeaways in around 20-ish minutes, let me tell you. But here it goes. Um, And as I went through this last year of episodes and I reflected on just so many times that you all have just reached out to me and just shared some of the impactful moments from these conversations and just thought through some of those, I'm just so amazed at how different our lives can all look and yet how similar and interwoven our stories and struggles can be. That is what I love so much about this podcast is that we can all find ourselves or our friends, our families, our businesses in one another's stories. So that being said, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast or left a quick review on Apple Podcasts, if that's where you listen or shared this podcast with a friend, please do that. There are so many more encouraging and inspiring and insightful conversations um, coming in the new season, and I don't want you to miss it. All right, so as we go through some clips and highlights from um, last season, you'll notice some common themes running through this. The first one of these just being to be where our feet are and this idea of just imagining that we are sitting on this gold mine of moments and opportunities right where we are and just releasing that grip on where we wish we were or how we wish it was. Um, I want to share this conversation with Stephanie Boyce. She just is filled with so much wisdom. Um, She's sharing a little bit about creating space for others, but also creating space for ourselves. Here's Stephanie. I think the first is just a willingness, you know, um, to want to do that. Uh, the world is really noisy and the greatest gift we can give one another is to turn the volume down and just to literally create space in our conversations where it's not noisy. To really believe that the person across from you can figure out what they need. They don't need your prescriptive three things that start with the letter Q. You honestly could just ask some really good questions. I think the best leaders are probably the most silent ones in the room. They're just absorbing everything. They're asking questions. And then their words hold more weight when they do speak. So I think if we could just all extend this slowing down, turning the decibels of our life down just a little bit, getting curious about people's lives and what's important to them. One of the questions I recently heard someone ask someone, Not what do you do, but what do you love? What do you love? That's really good. And that just like allows everybody to answer that in a way that makes this makes most sense for them. Um, I think it's out of our own insecurity that we feel like we have to come to people with answers or come to people as the professional, um, to come to people that are grieving with some sort of fix it tape. And quite frankly, we just need to sit with people. And that actually makes us feel really, really out of control and in, incapable. <laughs> and like the biggest gift we can give people. And it's freeing when you really think about it. All you have to do is show up and listen and love someone. Wow. Okay. That sounds like a beautiful invitation. We're just so, I think we're just so scared of doing that. If you have not had a chance to listen to that episode yet, it's like therapy, a retreat, a best friend, speaking kindness and truth over you in a matter of minutes. She talks so much about not only how it's important to hold space for others, but also ourselves. When we slow down, 
the cadence, even just for moments, we can become more intentional with our time versus indiscriminately responding to what is right in front of us. And so, yeah, I think it's super important that we're always remembering how porous we are, that we're only human, um, that rest is something we're supposed to do just like eating three meals a day. Like we need to take care of that. We were not made to be machines. And so that ringing out is a daily practice. Um, and it's not, it's not a selfish gift. It's like a necessary part of who we are supposed to be. And so it's so important for us to hold space, um, to breathe, to ring out, uh, to play, to just show up to a cadence that slows us down and focuses us. Because then we'll move through our day much differently. And that's the invitation. A few other things coming from that conversation with Stephanie later in the episode. Um, first, I want to just tell you a quick little story. My son loves chess. I refuse to learn. Think what you may about either of those of things. I will get there. I'm a work in progress. But I finally carved out some time and told him he could teach me. After he gave me just one of the rules to one of the pieces, I changed my mind. I told him, okay, how about you teach me? one a day. I thought that'd be a great start. It felt like just a lot of rules and strategy and complicated thinking for one day. But guess how many more pieces I've learned about? Zero. Because it is really hard to finish the things that we need to get done when they feel so overwhelming or so complicated. Um, but now let's talk about checkers. It's a whole nother story, right? There's, there's something that I do know about checkers that seems much simpler much less complicated, less rules, maybe a little strategy, less things to remember. And so I want to start with a lesson from Kim Stewart, because I think her lesson is just such a great and simple visual that we can all use uh, when we find that burden of overwhelm, or we find ourselves overanalyzing, overcomplicating, as I think we all do too much of the time. When we're thinking about decisions and the pressures that we face, we are turning a very simple game into a very complicated thing and we end up holding ourselves back from so much. That has been such a help to me to know my job today is not actually to win the game. That's not my job. Actually, that's never my job. My job is to push pieces ahead. That has been a shift for me. And the checkerboard just helps me think of it, right? We're just pushing that yes. piece, maybe it's a half a block a day. Maybe it's one square a day. You don't do all of the things all the days. You will die and you will make your family miserable and you will be miserable. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't know where we get yes. that, but we have to just like throw up the board and all the pieces have to win. King, you're ready. <laughs> it doesn't happen like that. Gosh, I just love Kim. She's so great. So whatever you're going through right now, whatever you're working on right now, just focus on moving one piece at a time, pushing one piece ahead, giving today what you can, knowing that it is enough. We've been very fortunate to talk with a handful of entrepreneurs this past season. And what I love about talking with entrepreneurs is just hearing how their stories formed, the open and closed doors along the way, the obstacles that became opportunities, and the perseverance and intentionality that they continue to pursue. Mallory Martin of, of Mended was just such an awesome example of how each open door is leading to the next. I loved what she had to share. But it is so fun to look back to the elements of my story and go, oh my goodness, this is why I was there. And if I hadn't done this, then I wouldn't have done this. 
think we can all use that reminder that it is all part of a process. It's all going to come together. Um, Another thing that Mallory shared when I asked her what was the greatest skill she just felt was truly essential to being an entrepreneur and to really just doing life well. And she shared just this ability to stay curious. And I think that's something we can all work on and work out. She says that when someone lives in curiosity, whether it's in their career, their relationships, it makes people feel so loved. And isn't that something that just ends up giving back to us? Just so good. Um, Some of the other guests that we had on had a few tips to share about their own entrepreneurial journeys. And there was a theme and a beautiful reminder that I just wanted to share with you. Um, We heard a handful of times about the bigger picture that we don't see, including these from Fontana Candle Company founder, as well as Ruth Jo Simons. Take a listen. Last minute words or encouragement that you want to just share with anyone who's listening? I guess I would say don't look at social media and think you're seeing the entire picture, Hmm. especially when you're an entrepreneur or a brand founder. Um, Sometimes I beat myself up seeing, you know, this brand's doing this, this brand's doing that. Why didn't I get the same growth trajectory that they did? Why couldn't I get that collaboration? And just realizing you're only seeing a small portion of what's going on and not everything is what it seems on social media. So don't compare yourself or don't compare your business. I think that the internet can cause us to think that everybody's always got to live all their dream dreams out loud at every season of their lives. And that's not true. I, I just think that we underestimate how much we were called to a journey of surrender, not a journey of performance or achievement or um, proving that we're good enough to not need grace. Yes. And really, that really is the starting point for everything, right? I mean, if, if you know, in this upcoming holiday season, we're all going to wrestle with that. We're all going to wrestle with this idea of, you know, how much do we need to do to be everything that our family needs us to be or to do all the right things and make sure they have the holiday that they really want and desire. And I think that there's just so much pressure all the time. We just experienced back to school season, like regardless of your age of children, there's always some version of this pressure to perform as a, as a mom of kids or entering a new job. If you have a new promotion and you don't have children, whatever situation in life, we're all caught up in this idea that somehow if we do more or we're just better than we already are, then we'll be, we'll have the happiness we want. And God really is in the business of telling us happiness and joy really come from me and not from what you can accomplish. I think so much of our unhappiness, at least my own, uh, most of my unhappiness can be traced back to what I think I deserve, what I think I should have in my life and how I'm not getting what I want. Like that's basically the bottom line. (laughs) I'm like a toddler, right? Throwing a tantrum. Um, All my unhappiness always goes back to a posture that, that feels like I'm going to hold everything with clenched fists. And so my expectation um, is always like, I want people to behave. I want my children to behave. I want my house to be clean. I want to have our finances in order. I want to have the parties that I want to have. And I'm being extreme here, right? I'm not walking around yelling these things, but somewhere (laughs) in my heart, I just feel this like, oh, we've, we failed, you know, being 
am I being too honest when I say there are times when as mamas, there's that condemnation of like, oh, if I was a better mom, I would have had these things done already. I would have had this situation figured out. Their rooms wouldn't be so messy, whatever it is that kind of sits there condemning you. And so the expectation is for everything to be perfect. The expectation is that I don't want things to be hard. I don't want things to be messy. I don't want to have to use um, you know, self-control when I'm buying presents. I don't want to have to deal with financial <laughs> struggles. I don't want to deal with any of those things. I want things to be easy and exactly the way I want them. But when we're expectant, that's like anticipation. That's actually changing our hearts from thinking that we get to provide our happiness and, and we control everything to what has God already done? Because when we're expectant, then we're like, oh, he's already gone before us. He's already done it. So I can now go and like, be a part of and be expectant of what he has already accomplished. It's not up to me anymore. So if I can remind you of something today is that it's all a process. Everyone is on a journey and nobody has it figured out. And there's so much more to what you see. It's so much of it too is about letting go of our expectations as you just heard Ruth share. Um, But also take a quick listen to a clip from um, Kim Stewart as well as Stephanie Boyce about the same topic. There is a freedom in knowing you cannot predict, okay? There's no, no part of what's ahead of you is super clear right now. And I think that's by design. And so when you're open, when you're going to those silent places with open hands, willing to say, okay, it's not mine anyway, take it. You know, then I think transformation begins. Then we open ourselves to realize like life is full of things that will come into our hands and be released from our hands. Our job is to continue to show up open-handed. Our job is to continue to show up open-handed, not with clenched fists, but with but with open hands. And I know earlier in the season, I just shared a lesson that I am currently just learning about the sweetness that really comes from releasing the grip on a handful of things. And I was just so encouraged to hear from so many Inspire women who are speaking into that exact same thing. Stephanie also talked about a children's book that was talking about a tree who held so tightly to his leaves when all the other trees started to lose theirs, he held on. And then you can guess what happens next. The newness came, the fresh leaves sprung forth, but the little tree held on. And she reiterated how so often what's holding us back and keeping us stuck is that grip, is that clenched fist. And besides all of those obvious things that I think cause our anxieties, I think the one that we don't talk about is this grip we have on control, or at least our desire to control, including those expectations that we hold. So these were just such great reminders and takeaways from some of these conversations. Speaking of anxiety around expectations and holding too tightly, one of the most downloads episodes this season was from a counselor turned friend that I met at a soccer practice, which makes me smile every time I think about how we are all constantly surrounded by just some incredible people when we just choose to say hi, which I'm going to put a plug for an upcoming episode with a Shannon Martin coming in just a few weeks, who just released a book called Start With Hello, enough said. Um, But back to this best of episode, Bessie Ann Christensen is a counselor and her work really focuses a lot around anxiety. So I just knew instantly we were going to be friends. And I think that I have a lot of other listeners and and friends who feel the same way. Um, I think just now more than ever, it feels so impossible to escape those anxieties and pressures, whether you're a stay-at-home parent, you're an entrepreneur, you're a workabee. But here's some encouragement that she had to share and a tip that I know many of you have reached out and shared with me um, to just have found very helpful after listening to this conversation. 
One of the most recent conversations we had on the podcast was with the founder of Famous at Home, where we talked a lot about this chase that we are all on. Basically, this idea that we're all chasing something. We'll call them idols. And we're being pulled and also distracted into so many meaningless pursuits. So as you go into this this new year, I want you to think about what it is that you're chasing. I want to pause for a minute of maybe awkward silence and let you just think on that question. What are you chasing? Here's Josh from Famous at Home. But I think ultimately, and this is the way that I would I would coach people in, they have to have a purpose bigger than just accomplishing something, right? Like you have to have a purpose that is that is deeper. Think on that and what it's really all about. And as you do, here are some takeaways from a few conversations. If you are married, invest in your marriage. Here are three quick clips from the conversation we had with Ryan Frederick of Fierce Marriage. Yeah, marriages need context, they need purpose, they need to know that when they're fighting, there's something worth fighting for, and that's there's something on the other end of getting through that struggle. Because um, as couples, we do tend to drift, right? We tend to drift away from one another, and we don't drift by default toward oneness. We we drift toward isolation. So true. And so we have to fight to make sure that we keep those the rhythms there, so that you don't always have to create new rhythms. Instead, just rely on the rhythms of the past and just just press into those. And so our, my encouragement for marriages is just to find a way, some rhythm, some habit to constantly be building your marriage. And then the more strategic you can get about that habit, the better. It's, it's hard work, right? And so you have to kind of be ready to, and you, you have to be ready to weather the storm and there's no way you can possibly predict the storm. So you just got to make sure that the ship that you're, you're sailing the storm in is strong enough to withstand it. And that's the why. Right? That's the why. Yeah, that's good. That's the why. So. Invest in the people around you that you are leading. Jason Patterson, he is a pastor and also author of From Your Biggest Fan, had more to say on this. And if you work at genuinely making what you have and who you are something that exists for their benefit and not for yours, your leadership will be something that people want to be under for life because it's helping them become who they are, discover the potential that God put within them. That's not something that's for like some small segment of, of people. It's just for people who are becoming secure and letting Jesus do awesome things in their lives and who are just doing their best to lead like Jesus um, did that where, where he didn't come to be served. He came to serve everyone else. Um, and it's actually, we need, you know, God's help. That is like number one for sure. But it's it, with his help, it's actually possible. And what I'm finding from the amazing people that God has put in my life is that it's just absolutely the most enjoyable way to live. And one of my personal biggest takeaways from that conversation was with Jason was that he says, if you want to be someone's biggest fan, there's three things you got to do. You got to learn who they are, which goes back to what we talked about earlier in this conversation about that intentionality of just holding space for people, learning who they are, getting curious, loving who they are was the second thing. And the last one, which I think is the hardest, is telling them who they are. So speaking that truth or those words of affirmation or encouragement into the lives of the people around us. And if you have kids, um, Famous at Home uh, talked a little bit about investing 15 minutes a day in one person in your home, which I think is a really practical thing. Think your commute chat that you could have. Think of time that you spend doing hobbies or scrolling through social media or on Netflix or all the other time wasters that so many of us do. But I think the same could be said for just people outside of the home too. Just thinking about what could I do 15 minutes a day 
maybe it's even five or 10 for you, but what could that look like to just get curious and invest one-on-one with somebody today around you? And if you're an entrepreneur, invest in your business. Mallory Martin of Mended, she talked about one of the things she wished she would have known sooner was just the cost of running a business. I think we have to sow and be reminded that in order to reap, we must sow. Whether that's your faith, your family, your business, don't neglect the intentional investing of your time and resources in the things that matter. And finally, here are some of my favorite takeaways from this last season. These first clips come from Nicole Zazowski. She talks a lot about reordering our loves. Um, She also talks a lot about just this idea of living a life of celebration. If you're someone like me, um, I often live in this worst case scenario mentality or feel like if I celebrate or am joyful, my joy is going to be taken away or that next shoe is going to drop. And so I love what she has to say around this idea of celebration as well. When I think, especially when we encounter a season of, of suffering or a season of that we would write differently for ourselves, I think there's, um, a really beautiful, painful often, but a really beautiful reordering of our loves that happens. And, um, our celebration starts to lean more toward the eternal. Um, and I realized that a lot of my gifts were good things in, in my life and they should be celebrated, but if they're standing awkwardly in the wrong position, they are ultimately going to lead us to Mm. disappointment. Um, because what sits at the center of our affection will determine the satiation of that joy. And there's only, only Jesus belongs at the center. And here's her clip on celebration. And so when, when we practice celebration in rhythm, we are remembering God's goodness in our lives instead of just merely focusing on it being a reward for our own goodness. Um, and this is incredibly empowering, as I mentioned earlier, um, because this is something that we can practice now. No one is disqualified from celebration. Um, this can be practiced in any season, in any story, just as your life is right now. And, and celebration is really more about creating a beautiful life you have with God um, and, and not, um, or enjoying the life you do have with God and not, not a change, um, or, or changing or adding something to your life. Like we often think. And here's Mallory Martin of Mended. So once you start to understand what makes your heart beat faster and what brings you joy, there's freedom there. Like there's joy and the ability to walk forward, um, in newness of life. It's really fun. It's fun. And it's fun to watch people embrace that. And the last quote and clip I want to leave you with is from a a dear friend and mentor of mine, Laura Burnside. Here's what she says on letting go of our egos. She says, so often ego gets in the way of what we're trying to do. If we would just push that aside for a moment and just be real and authentic with each other, that deepness is really at the heart of what we all want and yet not necessarily what we do. Here's a clip from our conversation. You know, I think if we do remember that our flame gets brighter when we light another's, that is really the key to a successful life. 
I hope you've enjoyed this highlight episode, and I hope that you were reminded of some truths today. And if you're new to the podcast, I know many listeners start with these types of episodes, but just so you know, I leave each episode with truths and takeaways to wrap it all up. So while this episode is a little bit harder to sum up, I will leave you with a few truths and takeaways still. Number one, whatever pieces you've got in front of you right now, focus on just pushing one piece at a time. Think of that checkerboard and don't let that idea just overwhelm you or cause you into a panic attack if you feel a little bit overwhelmed with that. Remember the question, am I in danger? And just simply move that one piece you can today with what you know you have and you can. Don't overthink or overanalyze or try to remember every rule and step. Just give today what you can. It's enough. Number two, identify where you can surrender. What can you let go of today? And while I didn't play the clip in this episode, I loved what Katie Roaring of Fontana Candle Company just shared. She just shared this reminder that it's all going to be okay. So number three, where can you release the grip so you can continue to live open-handed, not with clenched fists, but open-handed. Number four, each step you take is one step closer to the next. It's all part of that story. Number five, don't forget to celebrate. It's less about a reward and more about the reminder of God's goodness in our lives. Number six, know your chase and know what needs to be reordered. And lastly, what is a one way you can be more intentional with holding space for yourself or those around you today? Well, thanks for tuning in to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe or share this episode with a friend. Take a few quick seconds to leave a review and let me know what you're reminded of. I love hearing from you. Until next time.